Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Always great having Stephen Belton join us every Tuesday at about this time. And uh, Stephen, welcome back. Thanks, Paul. Good to be with you on Jordana. Yeah, Jordana is off. She was on this morning. She's filling in uh, 9 to noon, so it's just me. So please talk slowly, use small words, and this segment will be just... I'm serious. Uh, we, look, I um, we're talking about electric vehicles, and I don't know if even just talking about EVs, if, if that's, you know, is that privilege? I, I think it's the architectology what worked 30 40 50 years ago may not work as well 20 30 years from now in terms of of finding sustainable cleaner ways to get around and i had a chance to uh, do some preaching out at westwood church actually sharing i i, I don't think i was preaching i was sharing with uh, joel johnson the pastor out there uh about earth day talking about pollution air pollution water pollution um a, a lot of you know, people of color disproportionately impacted by air pollution and water pollution. And, Stephen, I, I couldn't believe this statistic. According to the American Lung Association, 40% of Americans on a day-to-day -day basis breathe unhealthy air. Four out of ten Americans. And in many cases, you know, living in big cities, downwind of oil refineries. And so there's that element. And then there's the climate change element as well. Um, there's a lot to worry about these days. How concerned are you about a rapidly changing climate? Very concerned. I would add to the list of pollutions that people of color disproportionately uh, face. Um, I would add noise pollution uh, as well, in large part because of proximity to, uh, to built environments like freeways. Um, huh. Think of Rondo and think about the ways that 94 came to the African-American community in North Minneapolis, and 35 to what is now a black and Latino community in South Minneapolis. So proximity to, to built structures is one of the ways that we get noise uh, pollution, uh, but also because of noise pollution tends to drive down property values. And so it's where people can afford to live. Think about, uh, you know, sort of airports and proximity to those lands where you have cheaper lands available. So, yeah, very concerned about it, not just because of pollution, but, uh, you know, sort of on the upside, there's tremendous opportunities uh, economically that uh, many people are taking advantage of now uh, with regard to electrification of vehicles is just one example. 
but trying to make sure that people of color are not left out of the economic boom that inevitably will happen is sort of at the opposite end. So disproportionate consumers of pollution and uh, on one end of the scale, but also trying to figure out ways to take advantage of the economic opportunities. For one example, a simple example would be solar installation is a technology that uh, that there are some African-American entrepreneurs in particular who are working on trying to create opportunity for people of color, and particularly African-Americans, to be able to uh, learn that technology, to be able to take advantage of it as a workforce strategy, and that's something that we support at the Urban Improved Cities. Yeah, absolutely. And and look, and you mentioned this, transportation is the biggest sector right now in terms of CO2, greenhouse gas warming. Um, if we can get the transportation under control and and lower the curve and lower emissions of these, you know, uh, yep. greenhouse gas warming uh, like methane and CO2. And the light rail, correct me if I'm wrong, that's, that's electric power. What, what do you think needs to happen to get more electric options, more clean energy options into the hands of everybody, including communities of color? Well, uh, so I... My wife and I just bought our first uh, hybrid vehicle, not fully electrified, uh, you know, recently, and are really pleased with that and are looking at for perhaps our next uh, vehicle purchase to make a, you know, to have a fully electric vehicle. Uh, So I think a few things have to happen, and I think they're happening slowly. One is... Uh, the affordability issue, you, you raise that first when you raise the issue. Is that a privilege issue in itself? These vehicles are not cheap, um, so that's, that it certainly is a factor, but it's not just a factor. Obviously, it's not a factor that's peculiar to communities of color. It's a factor for everybody. They're not cheap. But second, uh, also being able having you know more ubiquitous options, you know, increasing the availability. I'm pleased that you've got a variety of car companies and, and, uh, and a variety of car options. I just saw recently that uh, got a fully electric, I think it was a Chevy Silverado or something, or may have been a Ford F10, a fully electric vehicle that's become available, yeah. and lots of different options. You know, in Americans, we like our big vehicles, and so you can't just have a Prius. You've got to have something that will allow you to have you and 14 of your closest friends you know, all in the same car and the same vehicle at once. So I think increasing the options, uh, lowering the price point, but I also think that this is where, you know, sort of the, the tropes about diversity, equity, and inclusion, increasing the minds and the, uh, the perspectives of people. I'm anxious for people of color to be more broadly engaged in developing these technologies because who knows where the next genius is going to come from? Who knows where the next Elon Musk, uh, yeah. if you consider him a genius, is going to come from? And I don't think we are in a position now, particularly with global warming being such a preeminent issue, of excluding anybody's capacity, anybody's intellectual horsepower from the occasion, from the equation. So I think figuring out ways to draw more people and people of color, more women into you know science, technology, engineering, and math is a critical piece of it as well. Stephen, I don't mean to ambush you, but I will. We we talked with Senator Jeremy Miller, um, the GOP majority leader here in the state of Minnesota, and we asked him a number of things, but we also talked about the Minnesota tax on Social Security. I, I run into a lot of older Minnesotans who want to stay here. Many of them are considering leaving, not just because of the winters, 
but they want to go to you know tax friendlier states like Arizona, Florida, Texas, and not be taxed on their social security. Um, at a time when the state has a nine billion dollar surplus, is this the time to provide some relief to older Minnesotans? What do you have an opinion on that? I'm just curious. Well, I'm, so I'm I'm an older Minnesotan, Paul, and um, uh, I'm not on you know I'm not drawing Social Security yet, but I'm eligible, and so I, I do have some uh, you know a, a, you know skin in the game, uh, so to speak. But I, I have to tell you, I've never once complained about my taxes. So I pay taxes, and I, you know, I pay taxes on my home, pay t- income taxes, pay, you know, taxes on everything. You know, we pay very high uh, taxes on our gasoline at the pump. I don't pay yeah. or complain about those things personally because they support the quality of life um, that I also don't complain about. And so, what I'm, you know, you mentioned in juxtaposition to this question of tax relief, whether having, you know. $9 billion plus in surplus is a time to do that. Yeah, we can do that, but we also need to be looking at a variety of, uh, of challenges that poor people, that people of color, that African Americans in particular face in the state of Minnesota that can also use for that relief. So the problem is you've got a lot of beaks that want to get their beak wet at the trough. And uh, I'm certainly sympathetic to the issues uh, concerning, you know, taxing uh, Social Security. But I'm also very concerned about people who haven't even made it to retirement, who are still trying to make a productive life for themselves and their children, who are simply not getting a fair break out of our economy and out of our system. And so it's part of the balancing that we, that our elected officials have to do, that policy proponents have to do. And uh, personally, I'm not offended by uh, or put off by the, uh, the tax system that we have in Minnesota because I love the things that it supports in our state. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.